Wow, today is December 4th, 2018, and this is episode 22 of Poet Kind. I started Poet Kind in June with the idea that I would post from time to time and talk about poetry and life. Pretty simple, right? Over the course of the following months, my vision began to evolve and expand to include not just poetry, but to speak into the creative space, writers, painters, poets, makers, anyone who taps into that deep, deep well to bring out good things and to make this world a better place. I'm looking ahead to 2019 with excitement and anticipation in the hopes that Poetkind will continue to grow both in scope and reach and provide a place for the beginning writer to the most seasoned creative to share their gifts, their processes, and their wisdom with my listeners. This episode will mark Poetkind's closing chapter for 2018. If you've been a listener from the beginning, you'll know that my main gig is my family. I'm a caregiver and mem. That's grandma for those not familiar with the term. And I believe my first calling at this busy time of life is to pour into them first. That's why I'm going to take a break from full episodes until January. This will give me time to do some long-term planning for Poet Kind, give me the opportunity to give more direction in my new role as a managing editor, and fulfill some holiday traditions like baking cookies and making goodies and all kinds of good snuggles for the ones that mean the most to me. And I hope you'll understand. This week, though, I'm excited to bring you an interview with Dennis Akinmolashire, and I probably didn't do his name justice. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. It came about through an introduction by one of my earlier guests, Isabel Kenyon of Fly on the Wall Poetry Press, and I love it when connections like this happen. Dennis is out of the UK, a poet and author, and has recently published his first book, Love, War, and Glory, Spoken Words for All Seasons. Hi, Dennis. Thank you so much for joining me here on Poet Kind. I am really excited to talk to you and to uh, share your book with my listeners. I'm going to start, and you probably get this question a lot. Would you please pronounce your last name so I don't mess it up? <laughs> no problem. So my full name is Dennis Olasande Akimolashiri. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I probably would not have done I would not have done it justice. So thank you for your patience with me asking. No problem. Um, You have written a book. uh, It's a spoken word book and it's called Love, War and Glory. And um, I fell in love with it when I read it. And I am very grateful that you're willing to come here and talk about it. But before we dive into that, can you tell me just a little bit about yourself? Um, Share it with our listeners. No problem. So... In my day job, I'm actually a software engineer. I've been doing that for 10 years since I graduated. Now, how, how this all came about was I've written in the past, but because of where my life and where my career took me, I never had a chance to do anything with it. Like certain narratives in the book, such as The Man Who Went to War and Won, I wrote those mm-hmm. over 10 mm-hmm. years ago, and I never did anything with it. They've just been sitting around on my laptop, just whistling away. Then around about this time last year, I started to think about this, think about where I want to go in future. I said to myself, well, you've done all this writing in the past. Why don't you write a book? So in January this year, I did some research and I looked into, well, if you were to write a book, what would it take? How would you make it work? And that research led to me discovering my publisher, Author House. Okay. Then conversations, I told them about my idea and what I wanted to do and achieve with the book. 
I said to myself, well, you know, you're at a good place in life. Let's go for it and see what happens. There's seven months later, or July 28th to be specific, my book appears on Amazon. And here we are today. Oh, fantastic. I love that, that you just went with it. Sometimes you have to follow those gut feelings and just go with what you know to be right and true for you. And I'm so glad you did. Thank you. Um, Love, War and Glory, like I said, is a, is a book of spoken word, but it is divided into, um, I know it says, it sounds like three sections, but you have four sections. Um, one is, the first one is love, second war, third glory, and then some personal stories, life stories. And um, I love that you included those. They're very anecdotal, but also just are an extension of your voice and just how positive you feel about each of these subjects. And I think that's terrific. Uh, Would you tell me a little bit about each section and why you selected those headings? Certainly. So when I first wrote this book, I was looking at a fit of myself. I can't let to know the the, the factual full title of the book is called Love, War and Glory. Spoken mm-hmm. words for all seasons. And so the reason why I count the sections, I felt there are a lot of books out there where they talk about love. There's a lot of books out there where it's about war. But when they talk about war, they often talk about, say, going to Afghanistan. They don't talk mm-hmm. about the challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis. And glory, that's about, okay, let's say you reach your goals in life, be it through sport, be it through your career. How do you find the hunger to keep moving? And the life story is a full set. That's really just about different themes in life. And the mm-hmm. idea behind this was to theme such a way that it makes it relatable to what we experience after going from a day-to-day basis and trying to bring the user along with me as if I'm having a conversation with me that was the basic premise of the book so the love section that's really just about different areas love love what does it mean to love someone what's the real purpose and concept behind marriage talks about heartbreak and in the war section that's talking about some of the journeys and some of the battles that we have to fight on a day-to-day basis and yeah. then, so I was just read about how can we talk about these things, but in a manner that it makes sense to people. Because we're all in different stages, we're all at different stages in life. Sometimes we're looking for something or someone, and the book is really just exploring those themes on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I found, I found each, um, you, you have a combination of poetry and prose in there. And I found that each one is so remarkably optimistic, which when you talk about the subjects that you talk about, love, war, and glory, so often they're jaded. They're a little darker. There's maybe a different take on them. And the fact that you you look at them and you address them, and yeah, they're not perfect, but ultimately you're a better person for each for each one. Um, I was particularly taken with the section on war because you're talking about going, going into battle daily as a person and what that does to you and how you can ultimately overcome circumstance or, you know, whatever it is that's happening and it can still be a good thing. And that was, I think it's just really brilliant of you. Do you have um, 
a particular favorite? Oh, Is yes. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked me that. So there were certain stories that stood out, like The Motherland, which was inspired after writing Black Panther, Spending mm-hmm. a Day, which basically kind of reflects on my time working as a software engineer. But the one that I would like the most, I would have to say, is The Man Who Went to War and Won, because that was basically one of my earliest ones, if not the first one that I wrote, and I wrote it 10 years ago. Okay. Just ref- I feel like that's just reflected the journey that we all go through in life. Like, take a typical person in, this con- in the UK, you go into the school system, you do your GCSEs, then you do your A-levels, then you do your degree, then it's about getting a job. If you notice, each of those is a different stage and a different battle. It's like, mm-hmm. once you accomplish one thing, you have to move on to the next challenge. I feel, and I felt the man who went to war and won was a great reflection of, as a, and a great metaphor for that journey and constant fight that we have to go through in a day-to-day basis. So I would have to put that as my number one. Okay. And that, that's more of a prose piece, right? If, yeah. I'm, if I'm thinking correctly, and I'm trying to scroll down here real quickly so I can get to it. Um, and do you have a poetry piece that that stands out? I think the one, because at my book launch that I did last month, the one I think really got to people, when I think it was quite special, well, Wonder Woman. Okay. Would there, and and I have, go ahead, I'm sorry. Never ending, that's probably another one that I really enjoyed. Okay. Would there be one, I, I have a real penchant for hearing authors' words and their own voices. Would you be comfortable reading something for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't mind, I'd like you to choose if there's any, especially if there's one that particularly stood out for you. Well, I was, I was trying to get down. I, I would agree with you about the man who went to war and won. Um, I just, I connected with that just because it's, I think that's, not just in the UK, but anywhere, it's one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And um, I thought that was particularly wonderful. And as far as poetry, oh, each one is so particularly unique. Um, I'm trying to get to the table of contents now. Let's see here. (laughs) The bad thing about scrolling on the screen, it just takes just, it's longer than a book. Um, let's see here. Uh, it seems like you ha- definitely have more listed under love as far as poetry goes. So let's see. I don't know. I'm, I actually, I might go with the one just because I think that re- will resonate also with um, with our listeners. And although the other one I like is when I think of you, just because that's something that you kind of, you get to see inside how someone else thinks. Um, okay, let's go, let's go and read the one. This is a okay. really good one. This is one of the good ones. I'm looking for someone, just someone. I'm looking for the one. I'm looking for the one who will complete me. The one who will, who will fulfill me. The one who will love me. The one who will care for me. The one with whom I will build my future. I'm looking for the one. I'm looking for the one. I'm looking for the final piece of the jigsaw puzzle. 
I'm looking for the one who will be the cherry on top. I'm looking for the one who will get our title challenge into gear. I'm looking for the one who will kickstart our march to glory. I'm looking to hire someone. I'm looking for someone to fulfill a role on my team. I'm looking for someone who will fit into the culture of the firm. I'm looking for someone who will be here for the long haul. I'm looking for the one. I'm looking for a place to study. I'm looking for someone to fulfill my ambitions. I'm looking for a place that will allow me to fulfill my potential and help me fulfill my destiny. I'm looking for that special place. I'm looking for the one. I need help getting over the spinal hurdle. I need a teacher. I need someone calm, someone patient. I need someone who can understand me and tell me the truth when I need to hear it the most. But in the end, I need someone who I know will have my back. I want that person to be the one. I'm looking for a leader, someone who can inspire us, someone who will lead us into battle, someone who won't abandon us, someone who will protect us at all times. I want that someone to be someone I can be proud of. I want that person to be the one. That's the thing about life. At different stages, we are looking for someone or something. Sometimes we go to ridiculous means to find it. Sometimes when we think that we have found what we are looking for, we end up disappointed. Disappointment happens in life. That doesn't mean we should stop searching. Perhaps it's how we are searching that needs to be changed. Whatever it is that you're looking for, you will find it. It may take time, be patient, be open, and by all means, put yourself out there. However, don't let that search consume you. Relax and let it come. Then and only then will you find what you're looking for. Then the one will come to you. You will find the one. The end. Mm, I love that. Um, I. It sounds maybe a little silly, but one of my favorite lines is there, you're looking for the cherry on top. That element of someone who goes the extra distance. I love that. Thank you very much for reading that. No, it was a pleasure. And it brought back some emotions. Some of the times, especially when I'm on the train coming back from work, I do read the book and I try to think back what I was thinking at the time. Because when I was writing it, there were just so many concepts and ideas that were just floating in my head. And even how I started the process of writing the book was interesting. What I did when I first started, I basically wrote down a list of titles in terms of what I wanted to talk about. Okay. And based on what I was feeling or what I was thinking that day, I just literally got writing. And some of the titles I came up with were Entitlement, Rage, um, The One, Wonder Woman, Perfect, Glorious, A Day to Remember. Mm-hmm. Just being in the moment when I was writing some of those poems, it was, that was special. The other yeah. thing I was interested is different people, when they read the book, they basically are attracted or, nav- or navigate towards different elements of the book. Some people like section, others like love. Some have commented on love's life stories. Some have commented on glory. But, and it's been interesting because I feel like based on where you are in life, different things will resonate with you. Or maybe if you had a particular feeling or maybe you've gone through a particular interaction a day, maybe there's a particular poem that might fit your needs. Right. I found really interesting. Yeah. Um, one thing that, well, a couple of things that I find um, particularly interesting is glory, the way you write about it is not, I, I think it's atypical of what most people think of when they think glory it, they think um self-importance that sort of thing but you really you put more of a humble twist on glory and finding finding that 
elsewhere. What inspired you to go that direction with it? Good question. I like to think I'm probably very humble by nature. And like, um, to give you an example, um, if I look at my personal situation, I've been able to achieve certain things in life. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, why do you drive a certain car? Why don't you dress a certain way? Or why don't you do certain things? But that for me isn't me. The people I'm, I've always admired have been the people that have gone about, achieved stuff in life, be it in sport, be it in their professional life, but they still act like normal people. They don't think themselves above anybody else. And they still have that humility, mm-hmm. hunger to keep on achieving. So I think when I wrote the glory section, it was with that bias in mind. Like a story like um, the Supreme Champion, I think was very reflective of that. When I wrote that, there were particular sports people that I was thinking of when I wrote that. Okay. So people like Sampras, Federer, some of the great footballers. Sure. Like Messi. I felt, I looked at those and thought, what is it that made those guys supreme? And that was what the Supreme Champion was all about. Okay. And there were like another story, the next big thing, sometimes in life we see something or someone we think, this guy's going to go and dominate or this guy's going to be it. And then sometimes, for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. Sometimes you've got to remember, before you really make it big, you've got to put in the effort. You may have a talent or you may have a gift, but if you don't work and sharpen it, you're not going to make it or fulfill your potential. And the next big thing was a reminder to, you know, don't get cocky. Don't get ahead of yourself. Basically, bring home the bait, for lack of a better saying, bring home the bacon first before you start talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get handed out titles for, being, for just having promise. Get titles for actually delivering when it counts. Yeah. Like, someone who's world-class at 18 doesn't necessarily mean that come 25, especially in sports such as athletics, that they're going to be the best. Especially if I look at, say, the UK in this regard. We've had a lot of junior world champions, but come when they hit 25, 26, are the big leagues, they're no longer there. So why is that? Mm-hmm. And there's other areas pretty similar. Yeah. Great analogies. Great analogies. Um, I want to bring up another piece that I, th- I thought was kind of refreshing. It's not something you typically see in like an anthology style writing, but you wrote a piece called Thank You, which I thought was really great um, to include that gratitude right within what you were writing to the reader, to you might be talking to somebody in particular or multiple individuals, but it feels like you're having a conversation directly with the reader as well. Well, one naughty thing about my book is I feel is it didn't come with that acknowledgement section. I blame my publisher on that. But oh. I should have told me. <laughs> but what I felt, I felt, I felt like I've been privileged to have lived the life I've lived and have the opportunity to do various things. I look at what I've been able to do in my day job, look at my situation personally, and I feel like I've been lucky, but I feel like I've also been blessed and privileged. I've had good people in my life to help me on the way. And so that was just trying to reach out to those people and say, thanks you for everything that you've done. That's- I mean, even people like yourself, you didn't have to come and talk to me. You didn't have to agree to, you didn't have to agree to speak to me at a certain time, but you gave me the opportunity. 
And I think it's about being thankful, being grateful when people do give you the opportunity to do things. So that was my way of saying thank you for everything you've done for me. Oh, that is so cool. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing that. But also, um, it really, it's an honor and a treat for me to get an opportunity to speak with you. Um, it's just, it's such a gift to read someone else's words when they put their heart out there on the page. And, um, you know, as a writer, I appreciate when I, my writing is seen and it touches somebody else. And so, um, you know, to be able to share your work so that other people might get to hear about you and find your book and, and find um, just that nugget of positive writing to take with them through their day. So that's, it's a treat for me. I think what I'm going to do here is um, I have a, I have one more question. You touched on it briefly and it shows up in your writing. You're a software engineer and I'm really curious how have you always written? And, and I just think that's such an interesting combination that you're so um, such a combination of right brain, left brain, thinking the creative and the analytical. Um, can you touch on that just a little bit? I think I've always had a creative side to me. Like I remember when I was younger, I used to like, um, I used to like read and almost pretend to be like a comic book artist. I used to write my own comics and stuff. And also if I look at the sort of things that I enjoy doing, so there's obviously the sport inside of me where I enjoy football and athletics, but if I look at what I enjoy watching, I like action adventure, sci-fi fiction films. And I like that creative side. Mm-hmm. I feel like that creative side's always been there, but I just never really had a chance to explore it. And the fact that I've written stuff in the past 10 years ago, but it's more a case of, I think I've always enjoyed that creative element, but because of where my life took me, I never had a chance to explore it. But also what I wanted to showcase is if I look at software engineers, there is a perception out that the OER software engineers are nerdy. Like I remember back in September, when I went to a poetry event. I was coming, I came straight from work. I was in my suit. Someone came and said to me, you look too serious to be to be here. And I was actually offended, but I'm like, okay, I'm here to share my book and my goodness with the world. And instead of treating me, you know, just because I'm just because I'm a, I have a certain appearance mm, or do a certain yeah. doesn't mean you can't be expressive, you can't be creative. Right. So I wanted to try to prove people wrong and just say, don't let your job or don't let what you do on a day-to-day basis necessarily define who you are. Don't let that be it. Yeah. Yes, your day on what you do, what you do to basically earn your income is a lot about you, but it isn't the only thing about you. Right. And right. in the book. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's an inspiring um, story that that you you do what you do, but then you find this time to write words that are powerful and moving and um, I just think it's a great example too of giving yourself the freedom to do those things that move your soul not just go to work you can do that and it's necessary and good but to do those things that move you as the unique person that you are Um, I'm just thank you for doing what you do Uh, that's an inspiration to me and I'm sure to others as well Thank you. It's been a it's been a privilege, and you know, I'm hope when I originally did, I thought, let's do this book, see how it goes. 
and then Phoebe move on to doing a fiction and a program book in terms of how to think like a program. I still want to do those. But when I look at one feedback I've got, especially for my neighbor's wife, she said to me she felt the book was very well articulated and very well written. But she felt like the book wasn't finished because she felt I'm only 33. I'm still very, very young. Mm-hmm. I still have hopefully a lot more touch with a lot more living to do. She felt, what would I be thinking about in a few years' time? What narratives would I come up with then? So I began to think of a slight spoiler alert here, like what would a potential sequel look like, like Love, War and Glory, Volume 2. To mm. That's the top in my head. And okay. a similar process, I wrote down certain narratives and said, what would you want to talk about in future? Some of the narratives that came up were, what were the ones that came up when I wrote them down were like, The Real Mortal Combat, okay. Blind I Love, Where's the English Cristiano Ronaldo, Why is Kim Kardashian so so famous <laughs> the role of a man and woman in a relationship where there are some interesting titles in there right the right master you got so some, just you got some good fodder for the next one which one i said you have some good fodder for your next book a lot of so, good thoughts but yeah we'll probably do that one maybe a couple of years because i think you do need to give it time so it's not just a case of you repeating the same thing exactly exactly dennis do you have some social media links you could share with our listeners in case they want to look you up yes so i so my website is www.lovewarandglory.com okay i'm also twitter so you can find me at love war and glory type that in you should find my twitter okay i'm also in so i think it's called dennis akin the book author okay there's a facebook for love war and glory and if you type type in love war and glory you'll find me very easily okay good good all right well thank you dennis i just appreciate your time it was an absolute delight to talk with you and good luck with your your next chapter your next book um i look forward to that coming out so and when it does, I'll be coming right back to tell you all about it. Oh, if I you have me. I would I would be delighted. And if everything goes well, we'll still be around to have you here. So definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Dennis. And with that, I will let you go. Thank um, you very much. That's it for this week's episode of Poet Kind Podcast. And just a reminder. Please take a minute to find Dennis on his social media links at Love War and Glory on Twitter, Dennis Akin Book Author on Instagram, and you can search him out on Facebook at Dennis Akin Molashire, A K I N M O L A S I R A. His website, lovewarandglory.com, and don't forget his book can be found on Amazon. I just want to give you, my listeners, a huge thank you for your continued support. Your feedback, referrals, and positive reactions continue to encourage what happens here. As we close out 2018, it is with tremendous gratitude. We have surpassed 2,000 plays, and in a big, wide world of podcasting, that's nothing. Barely a drop in the bucket. 
but for poet kind, it is remarkable and it means that we're out there sharing positive content in the world. Being generative isn't just a creative call. It is a call to live in a way that builds good and beauty in the world, that breathes life into dreams, into our abilities, into each other, and encourages you to do the same. I believe in being generative wholeheartedly and encouraging you to bring those gifts that you've been given to the table. Get your work out there. You don't have to be famous or wealthy or anything other than someone who has a gift to share. I want to encourage you to take the next step in your creative journey. Write, paint, build, sculpt, make, create, do whatever it is that makes you feel alive and then share it with us. I've mentioned that I frequently use the hashtag create the life you long for now. Consider using it when you post what it is you're doing to bring your unique gifts to the world and we can all follow along and then encourage each other. Poetkind will always have poetry, but once in a while it's good to explore creativity and to discover we can compare notes with other creatives, but we don't have to compare ourselves. We can learn from each other and support each other. If you would please take a moment to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and if you like what happens here, visit your favorite podcast platform and leave us some love with a comment and a rating. It does help us get heard. Also, if you're a poet, writer, artist, creative of any sort, and want to be a part of Poetkind in 2019, drop me an email at poetkindpodcast at gmail.com and let's have a conversation. Until next time, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a 2019 filled with beauty and all good things. Go out there and build your world. Create the life you long for now and whatever it is you do that brings light and life into the world, go out there and do it and make sure you tell us all about it.